Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hello and welcome to the Arash Markazi Show, presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California, 98.5 The Bet in Las Vegas, in the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760 in Hawaii. It is a new generation of the radio show. It is the Arash Markazi Show 2.0. And I will go around the room and introduce the crew. It is Adrian Hernandez, my friend in Las Vegas. How are you doing? A start of a new era and couldn't be happier to be along for the ride. So thank you. Thank you for the spot uh, and ready to rock and roll, baby. Fresh off of eating some hot dogs and burgers. I'm good to go. I'm ready. I love it. And then two of uh, the usual cast of characters that you've heard on the show for a while are Monty Buckets, Brandon Deutsch. Again, you get to see their beautiful faces. I know you've seen them on TikTok for a while. But Armani Buckets, how are you doing, my friend? It's a, it's a, yeah, I love that. Start of a new day. It's a little bit different having to, you know, uh, usually... I'm not thinking about appearance, but I guess now we gotta we gotta you know freshen up a little bit before the show. So excited to see this new chapter. What's going on, Brandon? Yeah, no, it's great. Uh, Streamyard I've used in the past with um, our podcast, Grant and I's podcast, Baller Sports Dialogue. In the past, when we weren't in person, now we book a studio um, and do stuff like that. But it gets expensive, so we might be going back to Streamyard in a bit too. So look at this. All right. So listen. This is a very exciting time in Las Vegas, a perfect time to launch this version of the show. Las Vegas is really the center of the basketball world over the next uh, week to 10 days. You have the NBA Summer League. It's really turned into a 10-pole event uh, right alongside the draft, the NBA Finals. All 30 teams have descended upon Las Vegas. Friday night, Victor Wimbanyama makes his debut. Uh, again, the league really does a good job of wanting to showcase all these teams in Las Vegas, again, there is the Sacramento Summer League. In the past, we've had summer leagues it's in Orlando. The Las Vegas Summer League, however, is when things go down. You're hearing a lot about Damian Lillard. You're hearing a lot about James Harden. You're hearing a lot about the different moves teams are going to make. A lot of these moves, the reason that they happen in Las Vegas is all the GMs are there. All the players are there. You're, you're, you're going to see LeBron courtside. It'll probably be the first time that he's basically says publicly that he's excited for the upcoming season. So, but besides that it is also WNBA All-Star Weekend again coming during the second half of Summer League so it's an exciting time uh, I'm going to bring in the crew right now so Adrian what is Las Vegas uh, like again you're going to be covering it I think it's your first year covering it but it's really a unique situation where there's a convention going on where they're going to try to mix pop culture and sports um again the league is really trying to plant their flag and saying this is not just some exhibition this is a really big deal yeah you know to your point so the nba con is the first year that the nba is kind of taking advantage of the circumstance because what has happened throughout all the years is the nba has held the games and they've kind of took over Thomas and Mac and the pavilion. And that's been it where all these other brands, whether it's 2K sports, all the shoe companies have kind of thrown events throughout the strip and everything. And the NBA is like, hold on, we can do that. So at Mandalay Bay at the convention center throughout the weekend, they're going to be doing panels. Uh, there's going to be, uh, what did they call it? Act 
activations throughout. I know they're going to have two chains and black street mm -hmm. and a whole bunch of artists perform throughout the weekend. Some of the biggest DJs uh, in the hip hop world will be playing music throughout Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, a whole bunch of signings, Webanyama, Scoot Henderson, um, CJ McCollum, all the stars um, for autograph sessions and stuff. And kind of what we've seen at all-star games with the all-star weekend. And they, you know, they usually take over whatever city's convention center they're doing it here um, in Las Vegas. And lucky enough, we'll get you a little preview for it later on in the week as they're doing a media night before they open up Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, because it'll just be three days. It won't be the same amount of time as summer league, but it's exciting. And it's kind of, you know, for years, the WM or the NBA, excuse me, was dropping money, not doing this uh, and not having something like this. It just seems like, like a simple move to get a few bucks to throw out. You're going to have all these stars and everyone's here anyway. Let's try to make some money for it. And plus everything else that's still going on. Like I mentioned, the shoe companies, the, the, the agencies where all the agents that sign the players, like all these people are going to be there and still doing their thing. And it's really a can't miss event these past four years, let alone the star power that we've had where Zion came in with such a yeah. claim and now Victor's coming in and that's a whole nother beast. Las Vegas has kind of been his introduction to the basketball world at large. Cause if you remember before the season started, when the G league ignite here in Henderson, yeah. you're a suburb of Las Vegas when they went up against his team um, from overseas. And that was kind of the first time that the American world basketball world got to see Victor up close and personal. And now the whole world will be at Summer League awaiting ESPN's broadcast in the first six games of the Spurs, all this stuff. So it's going to be a great time. You know, I go back to 2019 when Zion makes his debut. And I don't know if you remember this, Adrian. There was an earthquake in Las Vegas. Again, we're very used to earthquake. We're very used to that in Los Angeles. But when I'm... A, at the game, and I see the scoreboard moving left to right. I'm like, uh, this is not good, so we got to get the heck out of Dodge. That was also the night, I think it was 4th of July, certainly that weekend, Paul George. I mean, that one came out of nowhere. We knew Kawhi would make his decision. I did not think we would get that back-to-back Woj bomb where uh, Kawhi shows in the Clippers. And, oh, by the way, the Clippers just made a blockbuster trade for Paul George. So I, I, I definitely go back to that as one of my – Top memories. Armani Buckets and Brandon Deutsch. Armani, I'll start with you. Last year, we went to Summer League. We were in the crowd. Uh, did you get a taste? Did you, did you get a taste of what that time period is like? Again, all these players that you guys have watched for years, whether it's prep, whether it's G League, whether it's in college, they have descended upon the same place at the same time. Yeah, my favorite memory of that was last year when Brandon was <laughs> insisting that if he saw Rob Palinka, first he wanted to shake his hand, then he wanted to ask him, I think, why Russell Westbrook was still on the roster. Um, but, it, you know, you talked about it, Arash. It's, it's, it's a meeting of all of the basketball world, all, you know, gathering in one place. Um, it's an awesome event. Um, last year, obviously, we had Paolo, we had Jabari Smith, Jaden Ivey. Uh, this year is a, a little bit different with with Victor. I'm curious to see how much of these uh, these teams that are playing in Sacramento. I wonder how much of those players, like for example, for the Lakers, Jalen Hoshifino and these guys, are they going to continue to play throughout the week in Vegas? Because we already see load management enough. I'm hoping yeah. that guys like Brandon Miller who's already getting a few games in. I hope he gets a few more in, in Vegas and they don't just shut him down right away. But obviously, Victor is going to be the main attraction. Cannot wait to see what he does. Yeah, yeah. and 
Yeah, I was just going to add on that. It was a fun time when we were there, Armand. I know we went to the gym. We went to the pool. It was a fun time. Uh, Jihei was there. We were talking to that guy from North Carolina who Jihei introduced to us to that was staying there, that uh, New Zion, apparently. I remember, it was like uh, he, his cousin knew him or something. I don't know. That was a fun time, a uh, wild time, seeing Paolo there. Paolo was, of course, shut down. Then we took that bet on uh, the Pistons, right, on that on that parlay. And Ivy literally had the had the game winner, and I think they needed to win by. We took the spread; it was like three and a half, and, and they won by three because there was that last minute bucket by the opposing team, which always sucks. Um, but that's Vegas for you. Uh, yeah, this year it's different. Wembenyama obviously probably going to play one to two games. I don't see him playing more than that. They don't want to risk injury. He's already said he wants to play close to 80, 80 you know, eighty-one games, eighty-two games all year, right? Like, so he wants to do that. Um, yeah, let's see if the Spurs let him, right? That's one thing. Scoot Henderson, I'm interested to see too, because I thought he was more prepared for the NBA than Brandon Miller. I've been adamant about him being a superstar, not immediately, but definitely an impactful player now with the Damian Lillard trade that's going to happen at some point this offseason. We're going to kind of see him take the reins in Portland along with Shaden Sharp, which is going to be cool. Obviously, played for G League Knight. And I do want to see guys like Hood Shafino and Maxwell Lewis play every summer league game because they need the reps. Guys like Jalen Williams and Keegan Murray were just are just too good to be on the rosters. I hate seeing that. They need to pull those guys, and I think we're going to start seeing that. But the rookies, they need reps, Armand. I agree with you. I don't like the load management considering they need to get into NBA shape. This is a good time to really test your limits against younger players, not as, not as physical, not as good players. This is why this is one of my favorite weekends in Las Vegas. And I know, Adrian, there's a ton. You could do like a top 10 list in terms of Super Bowl weekend, March Madness weekend, New Year's Eve. This July is very underrated because this has now become a, you know, this is not a one-time thing. This weekend, generally speaking, is not only the beginning of Summer League, it is UFC Fight Weekend international fight weekend what makes that unique is that they take over the convention center they really blow this up again it's not the marquee matchup that we would normally expect for this you can't control that but adrian i I wanted to get your thoughts again it it really depends on what event is in vegas that will dictate the crowd i've always said there's nothing like vegas for a big fight big fight weekend in vegas you know and again you you kind of have to go back in the day when floyd was there Canelo still has that draw, so I'm excited that he'll be fighting Charlo September uh, 26th. But what is it like UFC fight weekend, if it's a big UFC fight, but really when you, when you combine the two, summer league crowd, UFC crowd, it's going to be crazy this weekend in Las Vegas. No, 100%. I mean, it's just like... This is bad for radio because we're supposed to take up time and have <laughs> these great points and they're supposed to be drawn out and very thoughtful. It's chaos. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's just it's just madness because UFC and, and a lot of people, like you said, this isn't going to be a marquee fight this weekend, but it is kind of similar to Summer League where the hardcore of the hardcore want to be here because uh, along with the fight and everything going on, obviously there's the Hall of Fame, there's the opportunity yeah. to go to the convention center, meet your fighters, go through the same exhibits. Like, just this weekend alone, we're going to be having three of those. We're having UFC's version, we're having the NBA's version, and we're having the WNBA's version. And my favorite was last year 
when the WWE was throwing one of their marquee events, oh, Money yeah. in the Bank, in two blocks away from UFC, where there's always been this tension between WWE fans and UFC fans. And because of the scheduling, they had to interact. They had to pass each other. They had to say, excuse me. And it was just, they they just really wanted to fight and be like, which one's realer? Um, so it's it's just, it's, an, it's a celebration of the sport. It's a celebration of um, uh, combat and, and, and combat fighting. And just every year as UFC grows and grows and grows, so you combine that with the summer league and what it's been, and now the the NBA kind of putting its foot in and saying, no, we are now going to make this as big as it's been, and we're not going to lose out. We're going to throw things to have people come out here, and it's not just to see these games. And now for the past, this will be the second year. The WNBA started it last year in Chicago, where now they're throwing their own celebration and convention, whatever you would like to call it, um, with the WNBA and their stars and with the fan base that's going to travel for that. Like the combination of the greatness of basketball that's going to be in this city over the next two weeks with the history and the greatness in MMA and in UFC history. Like, it's insane. This will be the first time I'll say it, and it took us 15 minutes in the show. Las Vegas is the sports capital. Of the I'm going to get on <laughs> random July weekends. I can yes. just throw it out there and be like, here it is. But it doesn't matter because you're at the Sporting Tribune, and on this show, we cover it all. But for the record, the capital <laughs> is in the 702, at least for now. I love that. Oh. I love that. Because here's the thing. This time of year, you're 100% right. I think there would be di different times of the year where that baton goes back and forth between Los Angeles and Las Vegas. And as you mentioned it, the beauty of the Sporting Tribune, Adrian, is that it's one love. Los Angeles, Las Vegas, and Hawaii, too. All of Southern California, all of Nevada, all of Hawaii. Now, my friend, so Adrian, if I had told you last year, when, and again, you were 100% right. I thought it was very curious that the UFC and the WWE scheduled two events to happen at the same time, head-to-head, -head, across the street for, from each other. If I had told you, fast forward, not only not like a full year, just a few months, they would be under the same roof, same company, my friend. What do you think about that? No, it's, it's, it's hilarious. Life changes in an instant. Your enemy just became your brother. And not only that, you kind of see, you kind of see some of the seeds trickling into UFC, which has always been the show. Oh, yeah. At the end of the, end of, at the end of the day, whatever we're talking about, it's all entertainment and trying to get some money. But Dana White, not my favorite guy in the world. In fact, I, I could care less about him. But he did say months ago where the UFC we don't do any shenanigans. We want the best fights. But when Zuckerberg and Musk, I don't know, man, <laughs> kind of sounds like Vince McMahon versus Donald Trump or some gimmick thing. <laughs> so maybe the combination of talking to each other like, hey, why don't you try this out? We might get 25 million buys because people want to see these goofs fight it off. So to your point, you're correct that like, yeah, this is now a thing. <laughs> I, is yeah. that, is yeah. that happening? Is that happening between no, Zuckerberg and... I don't think no. so, right, guys? <laughs> I mean, there's no way that that's possibly happening. But I love the fact... Listen, when you've got... I mean, listen, when you got that many followers, obviously, Twitter, Facebook, social, Dana White is a promoter, 
right? Vince McMahon is a promoter. They, they do a very good job of promoting their product. But you're 100% right. I think uh, there's been many times over the years where they've blended Brock Lesnar going back and forth, Ronda Rousey. Uh, listen, they are promoters, and I, I think it makes sense that they're both under the same um, roof right now. But we're going through a very fun time in Vegas. This is why I really love what's happening to that town right uh, there, and we'll talk about this more in the next segment. But baseball, and I want to get into this more when we come back, but I've never seen the pushback. Again, Vegas has been very... Uh, very like open and they want pro sports. So when it, whether it's the Vegas Golden Knights, whether it's the Aces, the Raiders, the Oakland A's has been the one uh, team that I've really seen the public kind of push back on. And Adrian, I, I want Good. you to touch on that because it, it, it's more than just the public funds. I know that's a big part of it. But it's more like this team is not good. They haven't done anything in the community. We don't have any uh, belief that they're going to come in here and actually be a part of the community. That's the big part of Vegas. I don't think people who don't live in Vegas realize that you have to be a part of the community. If you want the, if you want the community to support you, you can't just stick out your hands and say, give us our money and then we'll come. No, I mean, look, I'll put it to you this way. I'll put it to you this way. You want some random money from people and to come out to, to have some entertainment and to do some things? Well, why the hell am I going to pay 100 bucks to go see you guys, the worst team in the league, in comparison to the 100 bucks that I could go check out one of the best restaurants in the world or go see Usher or go see whatever Miranda Lampert or save up and go see Adele, one of the biggest artists in the world. Like, this is the competition that you have here. When it's and it's not just sports. Hell, why don't I go to the Aces games? One of the most exciting things that you can do on this trip, and you'll probably save a little bit more money going to the Aces game in comparison to what the A's are going to charge. And it's probably going to be a little bit better weather-wise with the conditioner. There's only so much a foam seat can do in a non-domed stadium outside. No yeah. disrespect. The aviators do their best. But it's just one of these things that, and I'm kind of hesitant to go all the way in. So I will leave it at this. Uh, it's something that, that I've said countless times, and I'll say it once again. Why, as a fan, am I going to want my city to spend money to bring you here or for me to spend my own hard-earned money on a team when you guys are asking for, at this point, $380 million, and it was more. It was wow. $500. It went down to $380 million when the owner of the team hasn't invested 380 bucks on <laughs> any players on that team. There are multiple dudes on the New York Mets that make twice the money of the entire payroll of that team. And Moneyball philosophy, God bless them, because they make the most, and they compete, and they'll make the wild card round and they'll eventually lose to the Yankees like they've been doing for the past 20 years but in Vegas we're good we have enough sports wise we have enough dining and entertainment wise like we're good we don't need to do this we're not that thirsty we have a buffet we haven't not ate in years we're good we're full yeah I mean and and it's one of the professional sports leagues that I did not think would come to Vegas you know when, you know when you look at the landscape of Vegas they, they were for sure gonna get an NBA team 
Hockey was the first league. I didn't think that, that would happen, but that totally makes sense. They totally embraced the Vegas Golden Knights. You're defending Stanley Cup champions. Um, baseball is the one. Obviously, it has to be in a dome. You got these uh, games at the Las Vegas ballpark, a beautiful ballpark in Summerlin. Uh, in, in, it's uh, over 100 degrees. And as you said, you could have shade. You could have a fan. At the end of the day, 100 degrees is still 100 degrees. So, uh, And we'll I do want to add something really quick yeah. because they just We got to close out pretty soon, though. But, yeah. July 4th weekend, blah, 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 blah. They sold out again. Their yeah, attendance no, for the year is better than the A's. Yeah, no, 100%. They had well over 10,000. 10, so, well, a good job there. All right, let's leave it there for now. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit more. And Adrian teased this. Why is Las Vegas? Why is Las Vegas the center of the sports world, the sports and entertainment capital of the world. We'll talk about that more when we come back right here on the Mightier 1090 in Southern California, the Bet in Las Vegas, and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. We'll be right back with the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hello and welcome to the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California. 98.5 The Bet in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network 95.1 FM and AM 760 in Hawaii. Joined by Adrian Hernandez, Brandon Deutsch. How are we doing guys? Adrian, how are you doing, my friend? <laughs> I'm getting used to having friends doing this with. No, I'm doing good. Uh, I'm re-energized. <laughs> I'm glad to be um, a part of the team. Glad to. Uh, uh, it's like it's like in a relationship. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I'm just gonna be honest. It feels like we're on third base now because <laughs> I'm doing stuff with the Sporting Tribune, and we've known each other previously because your relationship with the bet, which is where I'm at with my yeah. other job. But now to be a part of the show, helping the digital side, the video side, especially with Brandon too, because with everything he does for the Sporting Tribune, he's on it as well. I'm just, I'm glad to be here. And I still haven't, like that one moment, you know when it's real, um, is like when we're together, I'm going to let out a fart just so that everyone could be established and like this is a partnership now. But on air, <laughs> there'll be no farts, I promise. Well, you know what? It's funny because I, I, this is our first time doing it over YouTube. And what I did was I brought us back like it was like a, a brand new show, not segment two. And in segment two, I normally say if you have a question or comment, folks out there, feel free to call us 310-400-0340. Not only can you ask us a question, text us a comment. You can win tickets to a game in Southern California, Las Vegas, or Hawaii. During this portion of the show, we will also have plenty of amazing guests brought to you by Circus Sports. But we're going to continue the conversation going here because there's a very interesting thing happening in Las Vegas. where We've talked about it, how it is the center of the sports world right now. And the next big event, Adrian and Brandon, to be coming to Las Vegas. And we'll get the announcement on Saturday at the Mandalay Bay the NBA will announce details of his in-season tournament. And the in-season tournament uh, will per perhaps have its championship game in Las Vegas. Brandon, we've talked about this before. Do you like the in-season tournament? Yeah, I, I don't like it at all. <laughs> I had to put it plain and simple. I think 
look, I'm an old school guy when it comes to the NBA. I like to play in tournament. I thought that was an excellent idea. And we saw it work to extremes this year with the playing team in the Miami Heat losing the first game. Um, but because they were the original seven before they lost uh, the first game to the Hawks, who then became the seventh seed, they were still able to get the eight seed and go all the way to the finals. I like that implementation. The in-season tournament doesn't make sense to me. I mean, uh, for some of these players, the guys that aren't on max contracts, the stipends and the the pod and everything makes makes sense Like to get more money. Uh, I just don't want it to be treated like in, in accomplishments. Like the Eastern and Western Conference MVP trophies, I wasn't in favor for either. And I don't want someone to come down to the NBA like in in Springfield, you know, Massachusetts and be like, yo, this is I won Western Conference MVP. I'm I don't know who like Jokic, if he didn't win a ring and be like, that's the merit we're doing, because I don't feel like that should have merit. I don't I think the in season tournament sure it could be fun. But what's the validity? I feel like the importance of a lot of these sports and a lot of these like football, right? NFL, what do we play for all season? The Super Bowl. What you're not gonna have like a like a okay, let's do a division, a division tournament for each division, right? In, in like mid season. Like that doesn't make sense to me. The NBA that's it's a Mickey Mouse decision. I've always thought it was like a clown decision to have the in season tournament. And I know it's gonna count as some of the games, which is fine. I'll watch it because obviously I'm an NBA junkie. But I don't think it's going to mean anything long term. I think this was a colossal uh, mistake by the league. Just let me guys, let me yeah, let me yeah, yeah. that really quick. Yeah. Um, so the the WNBA does the Commissioner's Cup. If I'm yeah. if I've got it correct, it was this is this is the second year, and it's I don't know the specifics, but basically everything that you do leading up to the the Commissioner's Cup, which is around the All Star break for the WNBA, like all your regular season games play a factor into it. Um, and last year, the game was played, you know, it was it was simpler in the respect of the two teams that ended up playing for the, for the Commissioner's Cup. It ended up being the higher seed. You just play at their place. So it's not going to be what the NBA is doing, whereas we'll host the finals in Vegas, and it kind of changes your schedule and where you travel and stuff, yeah. and it just adds that. But – Last year, ultimately, it ended up being the Aces versus the Sky. The Sky, the defending champs, and the Aces, the team that everyone thought was going to be the champs and eventually did become the champs. And you got both teams that it's a little bit different because of the pay scale in the WNBA. And these women really need those checks as opposed to some of these players in the NBA where I could be uh, my guy Dylan Brooks and making $80 million, which is preposterous. But my main point is, is that it ended up being a excellent game between not only the two teams, but you could tell that there was a little bit of incentive. You could tell that there was bragging rights, that everyone on that court wanted to have that over their perceived top competition. Now, I don't know if this is going to be streamlined and be an idea to kind of get some of the lower end teams in the league, the lottery teams, something to play for to be like, Hey, we're up and coming and we got the commissioner's cup. And it might not necessarily be the nuggets facing another contender of such. But I do think that there may be at the end of the day, I do believe that some of these guys have some pride and they're going to end up wanting to win. And if there's something else to win, that may end up being a good thing. Can I add something really quick before Arash, you come on this? Because I wanted to add, it can be a little beneficial if you add stipends like or clauses. If you win the in-season tournament, you're guaranteed a top 
eight seed if you have won enough games by that point or something like that, or you have more breathing room when it comes to the actual playoffs. Like there has to be some benefits about winning other than just the money. Cause I feel like that, that would make people play for harder for it. Like if you tell the, if the Lakers start 10 and 30 yeah. or like, no, they won't. But like, if they start like 15 and 17 and you're, you have the commissioner's cup or in season tournament, whatever you want to call it. And they're like, well, if you win, you're guaranteed a play in spot. Right. Like to me, that would be like, okay, yeah. at worst, you're a 10 seed. Right. Like that's important. Like I feel like long term, that would make the most sense having it in like January or February and guaranteeing a playing spot at the very least if you win it. You know, for example, for, for years, they really wanted to make the divisions mean something. So like if 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 it wasn't the top three teams in the conference got the seed, it was the three division winners. And some years you'd, you'd have a really bad team won the Pacific Division, for example, and they got the third seed over some other team. So, exactly. I think I think, I think you have to make it worthwhile. Just to give you guys some idea of what the announcement will be on Saturday, it'll be made at Mandalay Bay at the NBA Con. You'll have NBA Commissioner um, Adam Silver there, and he will, uh, and some other players will be there as well. And then we will get an idea at that point for the in-season tournament, uh, the schedule, the uh, drawing, the location, um, yeah, so I- including dates, competitive structure, locations, trophy unveiling, You'll, you will see what this trophy looks like, and the group drawings. Listen, I'm kind of pumped for this. I'm kind of pumped for this because, again, you, you're, you're going to have a trophy to play for. You're going to get group drawings <laughs> and things like that. What the commissioner wants to do is have an in-season soccer tournament. And I know some people may not like that, but this will be kind of interesting. I think this may be a little bit like the play-in tournament where I was against it. I'm still not totally on board with it, but I have accepted it. I think the in-season tournament, Adrian, to your point, will be like that. Well, I mean, ultimately, let's be honest about everything. And I, I guess I, I'll play that role on the show a lot. But whether it's the play-in tournament or the mid-in-season tournament, it's all about the dollar. Oh, yeah. That's it. So we can put some on TNT or even better, bring in a new partner. And Amazon wants to spend a couple billion to have this specifically on Prime or Netflix wants to get into the game, whatever the case. This is what that's for. And I love Brandon's ideas of, well, let's add the stakes. Um, Two things. I think it just it gets a little bit more complicated because the example I go to is the all-star game in baseball um, where – For the longest, they were like, this will decide home field advantage. Um, And then that sharply got taken away. So it's just one of those things to see. I wonder how fans are going to react if there's really big, important stakes. Like, to your point, Brandon, where you said, hey, well, maybe that guarantees the top eight or it guarantees a play-in regardless of how the rest of the season plays out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, here's here's the thing. And again, you're going to get players – they're going to get hurt during the course of the season. But there's this feeling where, again, this will be baked into the season. Uh, Generally speaking, teams will not be playing more games. You could have a situation where the team that is playing in the championship game of the in-season tournament 
will play 83, 84 games. Again, these are not new games. This will be baked into the season. But I could totally foresee a situation where if a player gets hurt, really going at it in this in-season tournament, you're going to have some pushback. But again, that's partly why the league wants to do this. They, They want the season to matter. How can we make the season matter? We're having players, you know, load management and things like that. Again, so if you want to be on the NBA first team, if you want to win the most valuable player, if you want to win this in-season tournament, like they're, they're trying to find ways. Brandon, I mean, are they doing too much? Because again, they want the season to mean something. Yeah, I think they already, it's already going to mean something, right? Because you look at what they put in the new CBA about players to get, uh, more money in, in max extensions, having to make the second team playing a certain amount of games or an MVP, having to play a certain amount of games. That's going to be important. First off, that ruins load managing right there. If you want, if you care about that stuff, which I think a lot of players do. Um, so I don't, this, this is why I don't get the in-season tournament. I just feel like it's just a bunch of, you know, rubbish. It's oh. nothing, you know, like, I don't know right yeah. now. It's, a bunch of rubbish. Yeah, there's yeah. I mean, there's nothing else to say about it. It's like what well, it doesn't mean a jack but, right now. These guys yeah, don't care so, and, unless they're unless they're a vet minimum player. They're not going to care about the pot of money winning it. Well, do you think that teams that are not having the greatest seasons are like? Do you think Thunder fans are jazzed about this? Yes, That's yes. Important. But I'm also yes. That's it's important. important. I I get that. But I'm also I grew up a Laker fan and we have this mindset like. If we ain't playing for championships, what are we playing for, right? Like to me, there's only one thing that matters. That's the trophy, and that's a, maybe a bad mindset uh, because I think terrible mindset. It's I not think, a realistic mindset. It's not a realistic I, I, mindset. I, I mean, you're not going to win every year, but what I'm saying is, if you set it that high, that is what you play for. Like, I don't feel I, like there's I, any like for me. There's like no point in Austin Reeves scoring 28 points per game next season if we're not going to win a championship. Like, I'm not going to look back and be like. Yeah, Austin Reeves, that was great for as me being a Laker fan, seeing he scored 28 points per game, but there's zero championships to show for it, right? Like, I don't care about points. I care about rings. This ring culture, I guess, is getting toxic, but I'm part of it. I only care about rings. I don't care about anything. And if you're in the middle tier, if you're like the Trailblazers or Bulls, freaking rebuild. Rebuild. Go all in. Sure. Get the worst pick. Okay, how do I let, – let me use baseball for example. Opening day – is a time and a celebration for everyone in the league. And I mean, that hockey, basketball, football, it doesn't matter. The first game of the season, we're in. And then your crappy team gets on the field, court, ice, whatever. And then it's like, ah, this is going to be a rough one. So for the NBA to be like, hold on a second. Let's make something that for a week or two can get a Blazers fan that is heartbroken that just lost their star to be engaged and feel like, hey, we're important because we're on Amazon Prime and Amazon just paid a million dollars to get Chuck to be on the broadcast and look at this. We never get this attention or Oklahoma or whatever teams that are struggling and to get them invested at least for some portion of the season is cool and at, at minimum – you get those fans invested and they can have their little moment and it could kind of be like when Minnesota threw a parade when they won that play-in game and they all freak out and the rest of the country's like, yeah, it's cute. It's also hilarious. Yeah, Pat it's Bev. Cute. 
Pep said that it was it was more impressive than Jokic's championship playing <laughs> yeah. tournament. So, let these cities, let the Thunder have that, and they can celebrate at the one Applebee's they have in Oklahoma City. But, oh, like, yeah. that's important. And at, and at best, what if that energizes a team and they go on a run that we've seen – We've we've seen we've seen it before. We just saw it with the Heat. Obviously, completely different circumstances. If this ends up being something that is for basically, if it's a lottery playing uh, playing tournament, if it's the best teams in the league, then it, it turns into yeah, something yeah, yeah. else. And there might be pride that gets involved of like, yo, we want this too. You talk about ring culture and being toxic. Well, we want everything. We want the cup. We want the, the the Western Conference Finals MVP. We want the Finals MVP. We want all the parades. So it'll be interesting to see. But if it is lower tier for the bottom teams, I think that's interesting, and I think it's a smart way to get fans invested because we're polar opposites, Brandon. You're from L.A. where you think you're going to win everything, and if it wasn't for LeBron, you haven't won much. I'm from Cleveland where we're a mid-market team where if we make a championship, it's like a miracle. So it's like cool that – if the Cavs were bottom feeders like most of the time that they are, now this is a little different without LeBron and they're making playoffs and stuff, like it would get me excited to be like, hey, this is an opportunity. This is a bigger stage for some of these players that don't even get games on NBA TV. Like there are yeah. certain aspects of this that I kind of think it's kind of cool. Well, by the way, Donovan Mitchell, known as a great playoff performer until last year, what a colossal choke. I didn't think the Knicks were that good. I thought the Cavs had the best defense in the league. And yeah. sorry, Adrian, to go at you, but... You're not going at me. Do? I was not no, a part of that then, team. Oh, and, 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 what, what, who, is, who is the GM? Is it still Kobe or whatever his name is? What is he doing giving Max Drew $64 million? What is he yeah, doing I, giving I, Niang $26 million? They're trying to lose, bro. They're trying to get some shooters. I, I don't agree with some of the moves. Um, and Donovan Mitchell just wants to be in New York, and Jared Allen can be traded to whatever team wants his ass. But uh, to my point uh, with, with the in-season tournament, yeah. to bring it back, because um, I don't want to cry right now, Brandon. Not on my first show, bro. <laughs> okay, the Guardians, the Guardians can still win the division. Yeah, Bad that division. crappy division. You want to talk about crappy division winners, Arise, talking about how it used to be with the seating. Um, but – I, I'm I'm very excited. Um, I'm gonna try to get him on the show because he's gonna be in in Las Vegas for a long time. Um, but Adam Silver, like I'm excited That's to right. see what this ends up being because you know if it is a stupid decision and like people don't like this, I do think it also lends itself to maybe there's some changes if it's yeah. that bad of an idea. You know what I'm saying? Because the one thing I do know is, of course, the fans are gonna react. And give their two cents. But so are the players. Because the players are the ones who are ultimately going to have to play this. And if it's dumb. And if it's like, hey, bro, I don't want to get hurt for this stupid crap. Like, yeah. it, there'll, there'll be some changes to but, make it work. Yeah. And again, they're going to bake this into the season. So these are games that they're going to play regardless. I mean, this is a game that they would have played that would have been part of the regular season. Now it actually... I guess to whatever extent means something to Brandon's point, which is kind of interesting. If the Lakers were to win, they would not be hanging a uh, like in season tournament championship banner. I don't even know what they would do with that trophy. I'll give you a perfect example. One time I saw Jeannie bus and she had a pile. I'm not even joking about this a pile of Western Conference Championship trophies in the side of the room. Again, very famously, when you walk into her office, there is um, the uh, 10 or 11 trophies that they've won since they've been in Los Angeles. 
the, the Western Conference Championship Trophy. It's still a very prestigious trophy. There's no banner for that, obviously. And those trophies were on the floor. Last two minutes, Adrian, when they make this announcement Saturday, this will be sort of step one of the NBA coming to Las Vegas. I think it's very telling that LeBron is not uh, very generic. He's not casually saying, one day I'd like to own a team somewhere. No, he's very specific about this. He said, I want to own the NBA team that comes to, to Las Vegas. There's multiple uh, places. They've, they've talked about putting a team there. Tim Laiwiki is part of a project. T-Mobile can certainly house one. Your thoughts? I think when the NBA finally comes to Las Vegas, that'll be Las Vegas' most popular team. Less than five years away, and it might be closer. It's happening. You can book it. It is needed. It is needed more than John Fisher and Dave Caval and the A's. It is going to be magnificent, and I cannot wait to be the Woj. No. The Winhurst of Las oh. Vegas covering oh, this team. But no, the city needs it. The city loves it. They embrace basketball, all the college basketball tournaments, the NCAA, the Final Four is coming. Like, it, it's time. We've been doing this with Summer League for years, for decades. It's now time to bring a team here. Exactly. Not just not just the Summer League, not just, again, the, the seeds of Las Vegas being a big pro sports town. Jerry Tarkanian, the Shark, the running rebels of Las Vegas, one of the most storied teams in college basketball history, Summer League, Team USA, again, the seeds of the Redeem team, and a lot of these great teams from Team USA, their home is here in Las Vegas. And so that's why when the NBA comes there, it'll be led by LeBron, it'll probably be uh, a group, could be LeBron and Shaq and a few other people. Uh, I think that team, and, and again, it has to be an expansion team. That team, hashtag Vegas-born NBA team, will be the most popular team in town. All right, man, this has been a blast. The beginning of a long run for this show, 2.0 version. Thank you so much, guys. That's all the time we have for today. Until next time, this is Arash Markazi saying, stay safe and stay healthy. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hustle for the cash, so it's hard to knock it. Everybody got their own thing, currency chasing. Worldwide through the hard times, worrying faces. Shed tears as we bury brothers close to heart. What was a friend, now a ghost in the dark. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.